the Influencers Network podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries here in Bentonville, Arkansas. And I've got a couple special guests tonight. Uh, we gave uh, Rocky the uh, the week off here, but uh, I've got uh, Mark Sewell, who is our board president. And you guys have heard from him before. We've done a podcast with you, Mark, uh, a while back. Uh, and I have a, another guest is Jeff Conaway. He's a head uh, football coach at, uh, I guess, state champion football coach, uh, a recent state champions here in Arkansas and uh, at a private Christian school called Shiloh. And we're going to hear how the journey intersected his life and, and then his coaches' lives and, and kids' lives and all that. So it's a pretty cool story. So, Mark, uh, you, I feel like you were a little bit of the – God used you as a catalyst to, to kick this thing going. So talk a little bit about – uh, tell the story about how this started or where the idea started and, and kind of set it up of wh- where, where it went, Mark, once you start out. Okay. So uh, my son um, is a football player at Shiloh, and I just, I've always wanted uh, the coaches just to really impact his life because I just know that the impact that coaches have had on my life. <clears throat> and uh, I, had one of the coaches in on the adjusting table and I just asked him, I said, Hey, what would I need to do to get the journey started with the coaches? And he goes, well, let me talk to coach Conway about it and I'll see. So, uh, I get a call. I think it was the next day maybe. And, uh, coach Conway is asking me, so what do we do? How do we get this started? And I said, well, I said, you know, we, read this book and we'll take you through that. And then we'll see who's interested. And he proceeded to tell me that all of his coaches were interested that it, he was going to require. And I said, no, we, we don't do that. We got to give them grace and give them an option. He said, no, no, we don't. So, so the whole coaching staff was signed up whether they wanted to be or not. But uh, first day I walked in and I just, I was brutally honest with them. And I know they've heard this story so many times, but I just told them, I said, I want you guys to be teaching my son the same things I'm teaching at home. I said, I want you to reiterate it. And I said, I know that you guys are some of the most influential people that my son will ever have in his life. And I just, I'm doing this selfishly for him. And they all kind of laughed at me a little bit. And I said, but I want to see that you guys grow in this too and uh, see a ministry come out of it. So, so that's kind of how it was set up. Um, Jeff uh, was just great on, you know, making time, getting all the coaches where they had a free lunch. And we met every week, took us about a year to make it through it. We went through part of COVID with it, um, had to do some Zoom meetings for a while and then was able to finish up and uh, start meeting together again. And what was really awesome about this group too, Brian, was this was the first time I had used all of the new books Um, that Rocky had added in and so the whole new process and I remember after our commencement calling him on the way home and just saying Rock it's complete I said you know this is the greatest group I've ever had out of 
I think the 20 that I had led thus at that time, that this one I'd seen more growth and uh, just more transformation than any group I'd ever seen before. And it just felt like that it all just tied together so much better and smoother than it ever had before. So, mm. so um, I, I, just in case anyone's wondering, when you said you had him on the adjusting table, I guess I should point out that you're a chiropractor. And so uh, Mark yeah. holds people hostage until they agree to take a journey book and, uh, and consider the journey. But uh, he's, he's probably brought, <laughs> introduced more people to the journey than anyone I know. Um, so, um, so you, so Jeff, I want to bring you into this whole deal. And I, I know enough to know about uh, coaches, head football coaches and that whole world that you guys are very busy guys. I mean, you guys have a lot going on. You're, you know, you're not only you're trying to coach, but sometimes coaches are also teaching and, and driving buses and doing all sorts of stuff. Who knows what all they have you doing, but uh, talk a little bit about why you decided to do this, Jeff. Um, I mean, uh, was it just to please a, a parent? ask with a request at first maybe or what what drew you into this whole thing and then talk about and then also want to hear about your experience with it you and your other your other coaches well I believe for years as a head coach I I had a desire from God to have a very united coaching staff wives parents players and I went back and I looked at my 2000 and whatever 15 16 17 uh, prayer guide and I, I I started praying for that back then. And um, every year, there are strategies that you can implement as a head coach to get better at that. You can do a coach's retreat, you can take care of the coaches, the wives, but there's always, always an opportunity for a struggle when it comes to the number of coaches and the wives and just keeping everybody on the same page and keeping us aligned and unified. And so I really do believe that uh, the prayer, the desire was there. Uh, the prayer was there. We were praying for it and we were getting better and better at it every year. But when this was brought to our attention, to my attention, uh, through another coach, through Mark, I, I quickly realized that if we could do this and if we could meet weekly and all of us were able to grow spiritually, I just knew that that would create a, a bond. I knew that that would create um, alignment. I knew that we would be more united and we would see so many, so many great fruits that we're trying to strive for as coaches, we would see it amongst our coaching staff in our families and it would bleed over into our, our athletes. And so it, it was an easy yes for me. Mark didn't hold me down on his, on his uh, uh, bed and, and put me in a, in a difficult position before I said, yes. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. So say, so yeah, that, and I've seen stuff like that before where God's priming the pump before it comes along. So it's kind of like you had me at hello. I mean, as soon as you hear about it. So, so tell us, Jeff, what it did for you personally, and then also how it went to meet those goals that you had, or that your hope of unification with your coaches. What it did for me personally is I, I, I feel like I have been dis, uh, discipled before I went to a, a great college university. I went to Washita Baptist. And so I, you know, I've been, I've been a believer or a Christian, someone that has been pursuing a walk with Christ since I was eight years old. So I, I had enough information to be dangerous, but what I learned through the journey was some of the, the three big things that I already knew was God knows everything about me. God cares about everything he knows about me and he's able. What I learned through the journey is that he's also willing. And that was hard for me. That was a difficult 
biblical truth for me to one know in my mind, but two trust in my heart. And I can't even begin to tell you how God just flipped me upside down and just showed me so many things that he was so willing to do. When I, when I was able to get rid of some of the sin in my life, when I was able to be transparent and truly abide with him over a period of time, I feel like he just, he just continued to bless. And, and I could name some of the blessings, um, but I'm a little bit uncomfortable even talking about some of the things that he did because it's just, it's, it's so incredible. The, you know, a state championship, um, some of the things that he did personally for me in my life and in my marriage and in our family and um, the, the, the unity that we were praying for with our staff, the unity with, that we were praying for with our parents and our, our athletes. I've never had a group of young men that I have cared more for or had more spiritual conversations with than, than the group that we have this year. And it's just been blessing after blessing and encouraging thing after encouraging thing. And, and, and really when this season was over, um, the championship was nice. You can, you can imagine how awesome that was, but everything else, the relationships, the, the journey groups that we've been through with our players, the way they grew spiritually, that was really what defined our season. Our, our word or our theme this year was BTB, be the branch. And we talked about how, if, if we will just stay connected to the source, if we will just abide, God's going to do the rest and, and we're going to be pleased with it. He's going to produce fruit in our lives if we stay connected to the source. And I really believe our coaches and our wives and our parents and our players went from trying to produce to please a coach or trying to produce to please a parent. And they, they took it a, a step higher and they, they really tried to produce to please God. And when a group of people will do that in any organization or institution, good things are going to happen. And it certainly happened for us. And, and we were very excited that he, that he, God was willing to, to bless us. Mm. So you're, yeah, you're telling a little bit more of the story. So this, the first group that Mark was talking about was about two years ago, I guess, when it was just you and your coaches, um, and then from there, you guys had an idea that you'd like to give it to the players. Is that was that the next iteration of what happened? That's correct. Yes, our coaches went through it first, and and some of the things that we saw there was was just a, a lot of uh, transparency, and we were able to talk about things that coaches don't sit around and talk about, and that opened up a door for some sharpening to go on, some encouragement to go on. We we faced some of the the realities and some of the biblical truths that maybe we had never really faced before. And we did it as a staff. And I think that really grew us. I think we really came out of that so much sharper, uh, trusting each other so much more, caring about each other so much more. And uh, like you said, that led to, if this worked so well for us as, as men, how awesome would it be if we could, we could give this to our teenagers and um, you know, it, it, it was duplicated Mm -hmm. and uh, we had, you know, we had just a, a really good, uh, the, the players received it really well. They got excited. And, you know, Brian, I don't, I don't think they do that unless they truly see a change in us first. And they saw a change in us. They saw a change in, in the men. They saw a change in the coaches. And that's why they received it well. If, if there wouldn't have been a change in our staff, 
I don't know that they're as interested. I don't know that the parents were, would have been as receptive, but um, those that saw what it did for our staff trusted it. And I really believe they wanted to, they wanted to partake in it. Well, I want to bring in Mark on that point. So Mark, uh, you saw these guys and, and you said some of them maybe were quote unquote forced to do it because head coach says you're going to do it. Um, but Mark, what did you see? What did you see from the beginning of this thing with the coaches till, till the commencement? Tell me a, a few things you saw. Well, just transparency. These guys were just so real. And I mean, they just, they bring their trash to the table and we talk about it and pray about it. Man, we just saw victory in their lives, first of all, <clears throat> which was just amazing. And then just these guys, <clears throat> you know, you think we're sitting around this table with a bunch of football coaches and they were such deep thinkers and their journaling was amazing. I mean, you would just listen to these guys read out of the journal and it was incredible just what the Lord was downloading to them. And and we just kept seeing, you know, like one guy, he kind of struggled with beginning with journaling. And I remember coach just telling me one day, if he ever gets, he says, Mark, you're going to be amazed at what this guy will bring. And it was so true. You know, he finally started journaling. And I remember looking around the table when he just read out of his journal. And it was like everybody's mouth was just kind of wide open, like, oh, my gosh, where did that come from? You know, and. But we just saw these guys just start loving each other, growing closer together. I mean, and just as a coaching staff, you know, watching them from the sideline, it looked like that they were just loving on each other and having fun. And even out on the field, those kids, they had so much fun just, you know, um, playing football. And, and I remember one day my son just said, man, I can't wait till practice. And I looked at him, I said, really? And he goes, yeah, dad, practice is so fun. And I thought, that is amazing. I don't remember ever saying I wanted to go to football practice, you know, but if you watch the way they did that and just the way they loved on these kids, it was incredible. And he told me one day on the way home, he said, you know, dad, I love my coaches. He said, Every one of those guys are just great. He said, they truly are like father figures to me. And man, I started tearing up and I couldn't get home fast enough to, you know, send a text to Jeff and just say, tell him what he had told me, because, you know, that was my desire at the beginning was those guys to influence my boy. And they have, and man, we've just heard story after story after story of these um, kids and their lives just being transformed. And, you know, now we have a couple of groups going now that are nothing but parents of these kids that they've seen this transformation in their kid's life. And they're going, we want this in our life. So we, we have two different groups going like that now. So the kids are influencing around that school, but they're also influencing their home life too, which is pretty cool. Well, and I, I've, I've been, you know, my kids have been at some private Christian schools in the past and all that at different ones. And, and I know just because we have the name Christian on our shirt doesn't mean we're living it out. And sometimes in the heat of sports competition, it's like Christians using that as an excuse to like, just be like the world or whatever, you know? So as it sounds like uh, uh, these guys really got rocked, you know, and, and started uh, modeling it, which is, is pretty cool. So so, Mark, you came over here. I remember when you told me about this, uh, the football team going through it. So was it, Jeff, was it the senior, was it 
all the players on the high school team and middle school or what, what was it? When you it was a get- combination of both. We took all of our senior high players through it. We created groups of roughly 10 players. Uh, we put two coaches in charge of each group and we went senior high. We also went junior high. And so we, we really wanted to, you know, most everything that we do here inside our football program, we try to reach down as low as we can. You know, we're on the field coaching yesterday and I look down and I say, what grade are you in? He said first. And so we want, <laughs> you know, to keep we and we have to be in the private school and the small school that we are. We have to make sure that we're coaching up all of our athletes. And so um, we're in that spot right now where we're trying to duplicate those groups again this year. And so I'm I'm looking forward to hitting that reset button. Uh, some of the guys I've, I've met with a lot of our football players individually, and they're excited. Some of them that, that maybe they, they were, you know, maybe they weren't 100% in last year. I can tell this year, they, they are excited. They want to push that reset button. And a few of the seniors to be have told me uh, I was very involved, but I can't wait to do it again because I know now, some of the things that I've missed out on some of the areas that I should have maybe spent more time doing. I know this year that I'm, I, I'm ready to to kind of do that and do it a little bit better than I did last year. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It sounds like some of the, the men, the boys are starting to step up into leadership, maybe wanting to help model it. And, you know, that's, what's, that's the thing about the journey I love is that it is reproducible, you know, and you get, you get the ones who participate to start leading, you know, and it doesn't have to always mm-hmm. be the grown ups. Uh, you, it's, you know, this, it's stronger if the, the kids are leading kids, you know, and, right. and leaders are emerging. So tell me a little bit about um, maybe some of any stories or breakthroughs you saw in some of the kids themselves, maybe any. Oh my goodness. I've got a picture of 10 seniors over here on my, my conference table. And there's three or four in that group that we almost kicked off our team three years ago. They were just knuckleheads. They were not living the way we wanted them to live. Uh, they were making poor decisions, and uh, I can recall a f- I can recall several conversations with them, and uh, where we were we were about ready to to split ways. Some of those same three or four or five seniors turned out to be three or four of the best spiritual influencers. I've ever coached in my entire career and I'm not as young as I, as I used to be, I've coached now for a while, but the way that they took it and ran with it and the way that they truly matured in such a short amount of time was incredible. I'm still getting, even today, Brian, I'm getting texts from those guys about what they've journaled about the scripture that, that God has placed on their heart, about how they're encouraging me and others and, and about the groups that they're starting. I mean, they're about to go into college and they're, they're as concerned with their future as they are starting up a journey group. And they've already started up different groups. And so it, what I saw in them was a, a true transformation. It wasn't just something that, yeah, we're going to talk about it because talk eventually wears out. These guys aren't they they weren't just talking the talk. They were walking the walk because they're still they're still talking about it. You know what I mean? It's still important to them. And uh, so you can just really tell that they they changed. Uh, We've had some incredible conversations with their parents. It'd be one thing if only if they only acted that way around me, I would be a little concerned. But the fact that their parents are confirming their actions and they're telling us stories about how uh, the home life has changed. We've got parents 
in a journey group because of their son. And so it just, I, I could probably spend more than 30 minutes talking about some of those specifics, but it's just really cool to see how God opened it up and, and, and went above and beyond all we could ask or think just like Ephesians three twenty says. Mm, that is awesome. That is so awesome. Um, yeah. I want to hear a little bit more about um, uh, the parents starting this to get in, wanting to get involved in all that. Cause I, I heard a statistic years ago in promise keepers that said, if a man, if the father uh, gets excited about Christ, he 90% of the chance he can get the rest of the family to follow. And then I even heard if a teenage son uh, comes to know Christ, he, he maybe even has a higher percentage than the mom has a chance of bringing, getting the family you know, just how God wants young men to be leaders in their families. So that sounds like what's happening. Some of these young men are influencing their families now toward Christ. Tell me, tell me a little about that. Or Mark, have you been involved with that? Yeah, I was going to tell a quick story. One of the uh, young men that was a senior this year, his parents are in a journey group with Regina and I. And then also his aunt and uncle are in there because of what they had saw in his life and you know they were telling a story about a man that had came to their house and this guy was just um talking about different things and this you know teenage boy starts telling him about the journey and what it's done in his life and he was like well can i get that book and so they he went and got his book and gave him that book you know and so these young men are producing a lot of fruit. You know, I'll never forget the the semifinal uh, game at home. Shiloh had a great win. It was just an incredible thing. And one of the young guys, uh, the, the senior boys came up to me and he said, I was praying before the game. And he said, I was praying, God, please don't let this in. Don't let it in tonight. And he said, and Mark, he said, it really wasn't because I wanted the football, didn't want the football season to end. He said, I just don't want these relationships and the journey that we're having to ever end, you know, and I thought that that was awesome. You know, you just win a semi-football, semi-final football game that's sending you to state, and that's what you're concerned about, you know, so okay. one other thing that I just, I have to really brag on Jeff here that one day we're in a, a journey group meeting and he said something and I was just like, that is amazing. And Jeff, I think if I had said this wrong, please correct me. But I, I believe you said, I used to be a coach who occasionally got to minister to kids. And now I'm a minister who gets to coach kids. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Mm. And didn't you have a young man or maybe more than one that came in and gave their life to the Lord this year in your office, yeah. right? Absolutely. And he also was one that we were praying for for a couple of years, maybe one of the hardest kids that we've ever coached at Shiloh just comes from a, a challenging background. And he's a, a linebacker, doesn't talk and uh, very non-social and or unsocial. And um, so when he came into my office and said, coach, all this that you guys have been talking about, I want it. Uh, I've seen it in my teammates and my coaches. I, and, and I don't know what you're talking about, but whatever it is that you're talking about, I want it. And um, just, just powerful. And, and a quick backstory on that, just to show you how God does work all of these things out. I brought him up in our journey group one Thursday around the conference table. 30 seconds later, he walks in. You remember that Mark? 
Yeah, it was and awesome. We put him, we put him in a chair and we put hands on him and we pray that God would just bless him. And it wasn't, I guess it was 11 months later, he comes back into my office and, and lets me walk him through receiving Christ. And so just a lot of those really, really um, God sized stories and, and only those moments that God can do. Uh, we truly have been, have been blessed and it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I just I just think it's just amazing because uh, this ministry just keeps evolving. I mean, we we thought it was just a ministry to men, and then uh, then women started getting involved because they saw their husbands' changes and they wanted in on it, and then couples started doing it, and then uh, uh, Frank Khalil in Tulsa decided to take a group of senior high boys at a private Christian school through the journey, and uh, and it so impacted those guys that. Then it was like every year the the boys were like, "Hey, how do I sign up for that?" When they the juniors who became seniors, you know, they they wanted to sign up, and so we started realizing it worked with younger people as well. So uh, this is really, I think, this could start something. I, I pray that this spreads into other schools, and I guess in private Christian schools you have a little bit of latitude where you can you can do this more so than a public school. But I think it could maybe through FCA and other organizations it could work in. Uh, even in public schools too. So, well, what, uh, any other uh, things you guys would comment on for anybody out there who's listening who, who might think, gosh, I'd like to do this with my kids or my kids' teams. Any, any other, any last bits of uh, wisdom or anything? I would say this. I, I know that when Mark started with us, if he were to ask me, Jeff, what's your plan to disciple your own kids? I probably would have made something up on the spot. I probably would have said, well, I know there's a handful of scripture that I would love to make sure they memorize, but I didn't have a plan. And I don't know, uh, you know, who needs to hear this. I know coaches, we have to have a plan. If we showed up on a Friday night and didn't have a plan, we would all be uncomfortable. And we need to have a plan on how we're going to dis- disciple our own children. And I didn't have a plan. And so now I do. Um, and I told a group of coaches yesterday, we're, we've got other coaches now that they want to be a part of it because they want to take their kids through it. So we're starting two more groups on our campus, basketball coaches, volleyball coaches. And I told them the same thing. I said, after you go through the journey, you will never have to feel obligated to bring another source, another resource into your program to lead your kids in a Devo You'll have material, you'll have a plan to disciple your players. And for me, that was that was priceless. I wanted to do that for my own children. I wanted to do that for my own football players and my own staff. And now we've got a system, we've got a plan that we know it works. There's nothing magical about it. You guys know that. But there is something special when a group will abide and learn what that means and and walk through Scripture together and and just have victory over sin because you're living in the Spirit. There is power in that. So I would would end with uh, those that think they uh, need a plan. This is a great plan. Yeah, I've I've always thought that from a just even from a men's ministry perspective, you know, men need a tool. You know, men, you know, they, men want to do something and they really want to be uh, valuable, but they need the tool. You know, and this gives them that tool. And it happens to you know be about nine months long, so it fits really good in a school calendar and all that as well. You know, so that that doesn't hurt. <laughs> so, well, cool. Well, thank you, Coach Conaway. Appreciate your your time and. Uh, you're about to go off and do another journey thing right now, aren't you? You're heading out to a, a meeting. Yes. To... I've got 10 female coaches waiting on me, and uh, it's going to be awesome. I told Mark and Regina, it's, I feel like 
Abraham waiting on God to provide the sacrificial lamb uh, before the slaughter. I, I'm going to need some help with these uh, ladies, but God is going to provide. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, God bless you. I'm so, so happy to hear what's happened there and how it just continues to go on and keeps reproducing. So uh, thank you for being uh, not only a coach, but a priest to all those kids out there and your coaches. That's just, God bless you, man. Appreciate yeah, it. You're welcome. Appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Well, uh, you've been listening to the Influencer Network podcast. Um, we would love to uh, get you plugged into the journey and or help you in any way out there if you uh, are interested in uh, learning more about what, what Coach Conaway did at, at that private Christian school. Just contact us on our website, influencers.org, and we would be glad to help you. But uh, anyway, uh, also check out the new website. we got a brand new website, uh, influencers.org, and uh, there's a lot of resources and uh, things that you might not have seen before that, that we can offer. So. Anyway, I'm Brian Craig, Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries, encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you.